Welcome, campers, to episode 289 of the B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. Wow. That was Nick saying wow. And with us again during this quarantine time is sometimes friend of the show, Pat. And this is the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment of awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck... Each week's movie is revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on all this madness. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of every episode, and that's where we reveal what the next movie is going to be. That way you can watch it before, excuse me, before you listen. Hey, a little hiccup, a little hiccup. And, You're uh, just worked up. You're nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm flying through. I'm flying, flying, wheeling, dealing, high flying, being all kinds of crazy. And uh, so the you can find this podcast everywhere you get podcasts. You can also find us on social media at B Movie Breakdown, especially on that Instagram. That's where we post the most. Mo post most ghost mo host host with the most. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. You're. What did you do in between when we were talking and then when we started recording this podcast? Host, host with the most. I was trying to think did of the when they say ghost host with the most. I was trying to think of that um, oh, okay. that phrase, but I was mixing it up. Yeah, but you didn't. Fucked it up. Yeah, you you tried, but you didn't. Yeah, I fudged it a little bit, but I got it back on track. It was like off road for a little while, and then is it I back, got on back on track? Back back on the road. Is is know. it back on track? We're in the fucking woods, it feels like. We are in the woods. We are in the woods because we are at summer camp. We're we're in the woods at summer camp this week. Good job, Pat. So we're we're (laughs) right on track. We're making s'mores. We are shooting bows and arrows. We're eating lunch in the, the, you know, the big old cabin, the big old lunchroom with everybody. We're having a grand old time here on the B-Movie Breakdown Summer Camp. And uh, Nick, do you have any plugs you want to make uh, while we're out here in the in our quarantine summer camp? All I would say is that if you're quarantined on your summer camp and you just want to look at some illustrations, you can follow me at Scareful Stories. That's my Instagram. And then Weird and Feared Podcast is a podcast where you can listen to stories about monsters, madness, and mayhem. And it is found wherever you get most or all of your podcasts. Boom. Do it. Yeah. Find that podcast. Find that art. Find this podcast. And uh, so last week on the podcast, we were talking about twin films. And it uh, kind of got brought into the discussion and kind of brought us to this week's movie. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, this week and next week. We're going to take, take a look at two, uh, like, kind of uh, try, trying to think of the word here, uh, definitive uh, 90s summer camp movies. Uh, the 80s had a lot of summer camp movies, but the 90s, I feel like, had these like two definitive 90s summer camp movies. And uh, we're going to take a look at them. And they were released right around the same time. So they are what we would call twin films. And this week, we are looking at the Disney classic, Heavyweights. It's the best of the worst. Did you guys know? I'm sure you might have looked this up uh, bef- 
when you're watching the movie, maybe or beforehand or something. I, uh, this is a. This I is didn't. Ju- I guarantee you, I did not. This is Judd Apatow's first film. First film oh, he wrote. First, first no. film he wrote was this. Good start right out the gates. Yeah, the second film he wrote was Celtic Pride, which is a movie we previously watched. I don't sure. believe I've ever seen that movie. Isn't that really they kidnap? Uh... Yeah, it's a little much. Who do they kidnap? <laughs> Who's the who's the Damon Wayans plays a character, okay. a basketball player who's like kind of like the he's kind of like a Dennis Rodman type. He's kind of an, uh, okay. an ass, asshole, out of control guy, flashy kind of guy. He plays for the Utah Jazz and they are Celtics fans. OK, I thought Larry Bird played for the Celtics, right? Yes. I thought they kidnapped Larry Bird. <laughs> no, they did not. Cool Larry Bird does have a cameo in that. Does he? But they did not Celtic kidnap player. Larry no, he's not. He did he's not play for the Celtics that. in the 90s. He was almost about to be coaching the Pacers at the time that movie came out, but I don't know if he was I don't think he was coaching the Pacers yet. Um but anyways, uh but yeah, this was John Apatow's first ever movie he wrote. He'd been a writer for a while with things award shows and stuff like that and uh but had yet to dive into not even done any TV uh, be, besides the award shows, like TV shows, the Ben Stiller show had yet to come out before uh, before Heavyweights. Heavyweights was released, so that was kind of it's kind of his first big big thing. Uh, big and it, this this the entire cast is full of like Judd Apatow and like Sandler people, right? It's yeah. uh, Steve Brill directed it, and Steve Brill directed a ton of Adam Sandler stuff. Uh, Alan Covert is in it. He's the cameraman. Kenny. He's got a. a- good line in it anything <laughs> else after that oh yeah so and then uh paul feig who is uh, yep, a director tim. himself he plays tim uh one of the main one of the main characters in this and uh he's famously did uh, uh bridesmaids and the heat and uh the ghostbusters with the ladies in it and uh a bunch of those flicks uh spy I, what was that movie spy or something like that uh i like that one a lot I think that was one of his. With who? It, it was one of his movies. Uh, I believe it was called Spy. Yes, it was. Who stars uh, in it? Melissa McCartney. Okay. McCarthy. And Jason Statham is in it, and Jude Law. Um, it's actually a very funny film. I, I kind of put off ever seeing it for a long time and watched it one night. It was very funny. She's kind of, she's like this, like, she works at, like, the, like, almost, like, customer service of the spy thing and she ends <laughs> up having to like not customer service but she's like the behind the scenes people she's like like uh, works at a computer and like tells the spies like their mission and like what to, i don't know anyways yeah, and she get, has she was... to like end up getting involved and she's like very unlikely to to have done like so an, like an analyst like a non-superhero jack ryan she's a desk-bound cia employee who oh, remotely okay. assists her partner uh field agent bradley fine and that is uh jason's um jude law's character i thought she was uh taking and handling complaints that people had with spies i just remember she was working spies remember she worked at a computer i couldn't remember the exact uh the exact role she had but yeah yeah, that's a hundred cia oh yeah that's a good one though uh complaint department how may i direct your call all right someone right there to take care of your issue oh no (laughs) If you never saw a Spy or The Heat, The Heat was also a good film that Paul Feig did. Uh, it's with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock, and they play cops. It's a really, again, like rated R, really filthy movie, uh, but it's a really funny one as well. You produced a lot of Freaks and Geeks. I love that show. That's one of the greatest shows ever. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, like there's all, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of the Apatow crew here in this film and the Sandler crew. And it's their all kind of early days of, of that. And they did this Disney film. Uh, but one thing I want to ask you, Pat, uh, cause it kind of rolls right along with the beginning of the movie. Uh, <laughs> school is let out and school is turned into basically a dumpster fire. Uh-huh. Uh, does, does, since you work at a school, uh, do you have to deal with this this dumpster fire that happens when schools <laughs> when no. schools out for the summer? No, they don't allow that. Although I do remember when I used to work nights at my other gig, twice in in a row because it's like a freshman sophomore school. Some shithead kid I can only imagine was one kid had been saving the punch outs from paper for like all year. It must have been. What a badass. And, and he would save it up and then dump it from the third floor all the way down the <laughs> stairwell to the first two years in a row. And he must have saved all year. It was an outrageous amount of, punch, like, whole punch. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, what the fuck? That like, is it happened the one year. I was like, this is bullshit. See, and that kid. the second year, and I was like, what? This fucking kid again? That kid watched this movie, at least the beginning of it, and was like, my school needs to turn into a dumpster fire when school's over with for the summer. We're just going to completely destroy the entire school, and then hopefully when s- the summer is over with, somebody has restored this back to its normal state. <laughs> because we're that just school burning, yeah, was we're burning just textbooks. Yeah, we're burning textbooks on the lawn of the school. Yeah, that was part of my job. I would burn banned books on the uh, in the back 40 all the time. What? <laughs> that You'd burn happen. banned no. books? <laughs> That's what they made me do. All right, this book's what? banned. Go burn it. Well, How books, many were, books banned? were banned. Stuff about like civil rights and some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? What school? What school is this? No, that never happened. I don't think. I don't think. I was gonna ask if it was, like, if it was like James really. and the Giant Peach or something. I didn't know it was gonna wow. go that far. Yeah, Fahrenheit, Mr. Fahrenheit over here. Jesus yeah. Christ! Is James and the Giant Peach banned now because of its uh, author's predispositions? Is that a thing? I don't know anything about that. Um, I don't think so, right? That's like a Lewis Carroll book. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Actually, that's a lie. I don't know. A roll doll. Yes. It's a roll yeah, doll. Yeah, roll doll. I think had some pretty racist views. I think I, I could be totally full of shit. I don't know. I know one of those people or something like that had some sort of things going on, right? But like people still watch like Willy Wonka and stuff, and he did that. So yeah. I think the works are pretty much, you know what I mean? I don't think anybody's like condemning the books because of something well, like that. Yeah, They're still making, remaking Willy Wonka stuff. And the fantastic Mr. Fox was a thing that he did. And, uh, the, the witches was one. And I, and I know that there, there's a, some sort of remake of that m- movie or something in the works as well. So there's an excerpt from an article that says James and the giant peach has been lambasted for its racism, profanity, and sexual innuendo. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that book is, oh, I remember reading I that know. book as a kid and I don't remember anything like that. I mean, I wasn't as aware back then either when we read this. I'm more, I'm more, in my head, I re- more remember the movie than I do the book, but I definitely I remember reading the book. Yeah. No, I remember Maybe, the book. The book too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not I'm not quite sure there, yeah, uh, but I'm, but I'm glad you don't have to deal with with this uh, insanity, this chaos that happens uh, when schools let out. No, that there. would be maddening. It'd be very upsetting. Also, uh, in the beginning, Jerry he 
seemed like missing the bus was like the worst thing ever, but it didn't seem like his walk home was all that terrible. Well, fucking, <laughs> I kind of. Even dogs hated fat kids in that town. What was up with that? That town hated yeah, that fat kids. That was weird. That the dogs usually like, what? Are, what's that poor woman do that dog? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, they're they're just kind of alluding that everybody hated. Even his friend at school didn't his friend call him fatty. No, it was like some kids that were some when he missed the kid. when he missed the bus. The kids on the bus were like, yeah, oh, fatty missed the bus or something like that. Yeah, the parents of that baseball game were making fun of him. He had a rough, he had a rough trip home on the first day of summer. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah. He's okay though. He was he was planning on just uh, hanging out all summer. He was just gonna hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, luckily he could still like walk home. Cause like, what if the bus? What if he didn't even live like that close? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, like what the fuck? My bus. I live. <laughs> I live so far away from school. Yeah. At that point, you just have to get a, like call your parents or. Was well, he gonna get a get, fucking? It's get a ride 1995. Get a ride from the janitor or something. No, yeah. don't do that, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how nice you think your janitor is. Don't get rides with them. It could be bad for both people. I don't. I don't know anything about what's going <laughs> I, on. I now. don't condone taking rides with janitors. Don't do that. Okay. Well, to all those to all those little impressionable youths listening. Yeah, there probably is. I bet there's a bunch of impressionable youths out there listening to this right now. Um, I also, we were talking about you know, all the people in this movie. Uh, right in the beginning, kind of a cameo now, and probably not so much then, but Tim Blake Nelson plays Roger Johnson. The, oh, the, yeah. The guy um, who's like the recruiter for the camp. Was he Was he a big yeah. deal back then? Uh, I mean, was he's he probably in, in some movies, but he probably wasn't as like a noticeable, like has such a recognizable face and had been in so many things at the time. You know, now he's been in a billion things. But, um, but at the yeah, time, we didn't see him. he was only in the beginning, wasn't he? he didn't come yeah, back he was just yeah, a recruiter like, for the camp that would go around, weird. Would yeah. walk around with a VHS tape and just, and I want to, I was wondering about that, that scenario. Did like parents contact him to come to the house? That's what just, I like, assumed. Was he just That's going door to door to people's houses with that tape and like, just try like a door to door salesman for the camp? I'm going to guess they looked it up somehow. I'm assuming they wanted to make their son unfat, so they found the worst fat camp imaginable. It's also, he... Back in 1995, how do you look up stuff like that? Uh, Yellow pages. Yeah, but what if it's not local? He had to take a plane to get yeah, there. He flew there. They could have put an ad out. They this this camp this camp was not good at finances. Who knows what ridiculous ads? Yeah, they they might have seen an ad in a paper or in a magazine. Right. Yeah, um, magazine or you know whatever magazine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, something like maybe they were looking in highlights magazine or something. There was I bet like it, it was like for... in in the back of an Archie comic or something. His dad was reading. Yeah, that's what his dad was doing. You think his dad Maury? Was uh, reading uh, Archie comics? I mean, why not? Archie comic is always current. It's up to date. Why not? I mean, he's trying to learn what the kids are talking about. He's trying to stay in touch with the son. You yeah. Know? So uh, he reads Archie comics because his kids close off to him, you know? Sounds like he just wanted to get rid of his son because he was fat. <laughs> no, he was worried. He didn't want to get rid of him. He was worried about him. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get rid of his fat son and have a skinny son come back. Yeah, he went. He wanted Except to skinny son, but then he, away so I can he learned to lo- he learned he learned to accept and love his fat son. That's that's why your parents send you away to summer camp is so they can fuck all fucking summer. Just strong statements. They're probably banging on your bed. They're fucking. Oh my god! Why don't you just bang in their own bed? Why don't they gotta bang in your bed? 
because it's their bed too. They bought that shit. They'll do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, they can. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, they're rolling around on your uh, play school carpet. They're doing all that shit up. Play again. school your carpet. Play school carpet. <laughs> What's do you that? know what goes on on Earth? <laughs> What's that carpet that's like an overview of like a city? It's oh, just I, like a rug. Just, it's just a rug. It's not a carpet. Yeah, rug, carpet is like rug. a yeah, my bad. Rug. Yeah, like a rug play mat or something. I mean, yeah. I. Whatever, but play school carpet. Doing some role playing, pretending mom's the naughty babysitter and dad just came home and mom's. I don't know yet. I don't know what your your fan fiction was these, going on. Are here. these things ha- that happened when you went to camp? I never went to camp. My parents just. I would walk into the bedroom and they'd be fucking in my bed. Like get out of here. Oh, well, God. how did you get home? How did you get home from camp if they didn't come pick you up? No, I didn't go to camp. I he never went just, to camp. His I parents just, said, I just asked, is this something that happened when you went to camp? And you said yes. I said no. No, I he said, said no. My parents never sent me to camp. They yeah. would just fuck in my bedroom regardless. I yeah, come with home. home. After yeah, work, it was way scarier. Yeah, well, you, well, you should have at least just went to camp. Yeah, I, I begged them. I'm like, please send me to camp so I have to catch you guys fucking in my room all the time. And they said no. Just knock next time. You're part my of bedroom. The, you are part of the role play. You will catch us. Yeah, get, getting caught was part of the thing. They like that part. And then they go finish someplace else. Yeah, because like, your dad I was don't. like, dad was the dad and your mom was the babysitter, but you were the mom catching the dad. No, I was what? the kid Stop that was. Dad, what are you doing to the babysitter? That was part of it. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I, hate, I hate what's going on right now. I don't like this at all. That's 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 why summer ca- that's why you should send your kids to summer camp. And that's why that's why summer camp exists apparently. Uh huh. Yeah. Kids invented summer camp so they didn't have to catch their parents fucking. But I mean, can we talk about a fat camp where the kids come back year after year and everyone's still fat all the time? Yeah, it's just like a front. It's just a front for kids, fat kids, to go to a camp and make it seem like they're going to get somewhere to get healthy, and really they just go to eat candy bars and but jump by in, on a blob in the water. But this but implies they don't like even imply that in the video though. though. They don't imply yeah, in the video that they're getting healthier. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun. The only, yeah, realize, fun the only way he realizes it's a fat cap is because everybody in the video is fat. That's it. <laughs> no, wasn't there a quote when uh, when Pat's in the water? He said something about like. He says something about getting healthier. He yeah, makes he, one they do, about they do make fat. a comment when he's in the water. Like, I've been coming here for 18 years, and, and like, you know, and it's like, I'm healthy or something. Yeah, they do mention something about being getting more fit, getting more active, well, like being active. And maybe, yeah, that, maybe, that, maybe that was just the goal of the parents. They're just trying to get their kids to, be, to be active. active. Yeah. No, but he, he told he wants a nip this in the bud. That's what dad said. He's like, yeah, you're getting way too bud. fat. I have to keep buying you bigger pants because you're just fucking fat. Did he say that? Jeez. I have to keep buying you bigger pants? No, he didn't say that. But like, it was just like, man, they're coming at this kid so hard. Yeah. And they picked the worst camp to try and make him actually lose weight at. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they're looking through the fucking yellow pages in Archie comics. They didn't have much choice, you know? Right. That's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's the only one I found knows, in the back of this who Archie. Who knows how far away that camp was from their house? They had to fly. He had to fly there. Two kids did. Fucking, uh, oh, I'm sure plenty of other ones. That one kid was from England. Yeah, that kid flew across the fucking ocean. Yeah, his, his parents really wanted to get rid of him. Maybe maybe this is the only fat camp in the world at the time. I just, I mean, I just, I love thinking about that kid, the English kid. His that parents weird, just got, 
got him the hell out of the continent across he, the world. He also that wasn't neutral. even that fat. No, there was a couple no, kids that like but, why is that kid there? Well he was in, he was <laughs> Well, he was your he did that would that he he was really fat for a European. It's he was different. like he was kind of yeah. chub, like a little chubby, but like now like well, Europe, yeah, Europeans aren't like Americans. He wasn't like that kid Sims. Uh, how old was that kid? I mean, he was. Pretty I mean, old. he was either twelve or twenty-four. I don't know. <laughs> Why did they kind of they never really touched face with this? But he kept getting nosebleeds. Did you notice that? Yeah, no. yeah. I didn't notice he that. Did. One point. I don't remember what they're doing, but the nurse is wiping a nosebleed away from him, and he's, like, crying. And then there's another time or two where he's got a nosebleed. Yeah, he was, And they when never he was say doing, anything about it. When he was doing lookout, he had a nosebleed. And, like, it just, it just happened. Yeah. So, I like, mean, what does that mean? Does he need, he needs to see a doctor. <laughs> just she the was air, a nurse. The air is bad right. for him. That dry, wherever the fuck they are, air. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was guessing northern... America, someplace like North, well, it's North, definitely Northern, Northern USA. America. It's definitely in Northern America. <laughs> yeah. Northern USA. Yes. I'm gonna near the Canadian. Well, the movie border, was filmed in, in the, the movie was filmed in North Carolina. Oh, was it? So not even the geography. I was, was gonna wrong. guess like Michigan or Wisconsin for whatever reason. Yeah. No, it was the southern, southern northern America. Southern north, the north north of the Carolinas. It was the uh, was what the, it was. Uh, I I forgot honestly. It's been a little bit since I've seen this movie. Uh, I do have the Blu-ray, which has a commentary track with Judd Apatow on it, mm-hmm. um, and and like over like thirty deleted and alternate scenes. I'm, this, I, that this, makes sense. Yeah, this feels like a movie where they just filmed as much as they could and then just put it together well especially yeah. with sims sims always had that nosebleed in shots but they never touch base on that i mean i don't know if that's a deleted scene where they explain that but maybe who knows it's a whole uh, subplot but it's definitely been a while since i've seen this movie i forgot that keenan thompson was in this movie i don't know how i forgot that that he was in this question. movie. yeah He's what i just remember i remember all the other kids that were in it but i forgot that he, that he was in it it's a pretty important before character. Or after mighty ducks um between two and three okay yeah because i read the thing the kid who plays goldberg in mighty ducks mm-hmm. actually did not want to do heavyweights but he, they told him basically you can't be in mighty ducks three if you don't do heavyweights oh so it was like a multi-movie contract they fucking forced this kid into yeah he had like a multi-movie contract and said like you can't be in mighty ducks three if you're not going to be in heavyweights what was with the weird shtick when he first appeared he was like fucking uh tony soprano it was weird he was like a mob boss at first. He kind of was. Like, they kind of how they like referred to him as. Yeah. It was weird. Ugh. Yeah, like Josh, the ringleader of the of the crew. He was just like the smartass who was fucking with people. That was great. I liked his personality. He's always fucking with Tony. Oh yeah, all the characters, all the kids were fantastic. Every every one oh, of yeah, them. Oh yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Yeah, they're all fantastic. They're and uh, three of the kids in this movie were in Mighty Ducks movies at some point in time. Yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg, uh, Keenan, and Jerry. Jerry, yeah, they're yeah, all, he's, yeah. Jerry's only in the first one though. He's only mm-hmm. in the first uh, Mighty Ducks movie, and then the other ones are, are in all three. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like an interesting little Disney just had these kids just like wrapped up in a around their finger just to be in all these movies, except I mean, for Jerry. Because yeah. I always thought it was weird that the, the kid who plays Jerry in this, he's not in Mighty Ducks two, but he was like one of the main kids like he had the speaking roles he wasn't just like random kid you know what i mean like yeah. 
there's always like a couple of random kids on the t- on these teams and they don't really say much or whatever. Um, at least in the first one. And the second one, they all are like very pivotal because it's like Team USA or whatever. Um, but yeah, he was like one of the main ones and he doesn't come back at all whatsoever for, for the second one. I wanted to make the uh, the point. This The guy that played Jerry now and like nowadays, he's a pretty fit dude. Oh yeah. He's a real fit dude. And he's the guy better... that played Lars, like the, uh, the pseudo fucking Nazi they had <laughs> at the camp. He was he's, just German. He's not in. They were definitely alluding to him being a Nazi in some way, especially his like introduction scene. He's very oh, yeah, authoritarian very, very, and weird, yeah, very strict, and things. He didn't like want that. to say where the hell he was from. <laughs> That's true. He did not yeah, want to say like where he was from. Fit guy now, kind of like flipped uh, roles there. Which he was a he was a really fit dude in that movie. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that on IMDb. Yeah, and then the, yeah, the dude who plays Jerry, he is uh, he's like almost looks kind of like a Jax Teller. That dude from uh, Sons of Anarchy, almost. Yeah, yeah. And it has that Charlie Hunnam, isn't that his name? That's kind of the look he's got going. He's like, he's on yeah. the the TV that TV show SWAT, and he's been on it like for a long time. So he's still doing pretty good for himself. It's it's always you know you see this sometimes these kid actors and they didn't, they don't quite uh, uh, make it right. The the dude who played Goldberg, he's not he's having a rough time lately. He's having a real last, rough time last year or so. So it's uh, sometimes some of these kid actors. Keenan is obviously one who, who made it, uh, got got out of there and stuff like that. So it's always good to see when they get out and they and they prosper and they don't just like uh, go down some sort of horrible drug related uh, rabbit hole or anything like that. When the hell? It's a lot of kid actors. Yeah. When the hell is Keenan gonna start making movies, dude? He, I think he just loves being on SNL as part of it. He loved like that. That was his dream. Yeah, I mean, like, that. yeah, with being on all that, and uh, I mean, he's in some movies here and there. I, he's not like a big like star well, or anything. Saying, like, I want to see him in a starring role. That's all. Oh. I just always I mean, thought he's always been hilarious. Who knows after his uh, after he's finally done with SNL, uh, where his uh, probably I'm, I'm sure he'd probably he'll probably end up just producing and writing and stuff like that. Still, yeah. Uh, seems to be, you know, I'm sure that's what he, he's mainly doing in SNL as well. Uh, aside from being on it, is writing and producing. So it's, he's been on SNL for 17 years. Yeah, dude, it's been a long time. Nuts. He's been on for 17 years. Yeah, they should make him like uh, who's that guy in the front of the parade? Got the baton. Who's the longest SNL member? Is it him or is it Tim Meadows? They gotta be close oh, no. with each other now. I think Tim wasn't Tim twenty. No, uh, no. Uh, Keenan Thompson is right now um, the longest. Before that, it was Daryl Hammond was yeah. on the show for fifteen seasons for fourteen seasons. Jeez. Wow. And, uh, and then now Keenan Thompson is the longest. Yeah, he's like he's like nah, I'm fine. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, just like, keep. But that's a why not? That's fine. yeah. I mean, it's a successful. He, he has a lot of great characters over the years, uh, great skits that people still you know want back and things like that. Even though they you know they stop doing them before they get old, uh, things like What's Up with That, which they brought back during the quarantine, one of the quarantine episodes. So that was fun to see that when again. Having somebody around that long also helps this the continuity of people coming in and out. It still keeps you know. Yeah, keep the same the same thought going on there. The same, you know. I I've did... heard... Go ahead. I've heard a lot of times they'll they'll write for Keenan and like not even write anything for him because they know he's gonna say something fucking hilarious, like right, they write yeah. a skit and then just whatever part for Keenan they just don't even write anything. 
yeah, somebody yeah, like, that's been you got it. Yeah, you got it for so long, and even like like you said, like all that, which was a, a sketch show, and even though that was kids and stuff, yeah, and little kids SNL, uh, which is apparently still on. It's a they the new version of it. Back, yeah, I think yeah, and back. Kel Mitchell is like the showrunner of it. Oh, really? Yeah, he was on the New Day's podcast, and he was talking. On, and the New Day was apparently on an episode of all that. What? Awesome. They're perfect for that show. Yeah, so that's a, and they and he still does some of the old characters. He'll do like Ed from Good Burger and That's hilarious. Like that, so. <laughs> yeah. Like a middle aged Ed, that's funny as hell. Yeah, still working at Good Burger, you know. <laughs> why not, right? It that's probably it works, I'm sure. I I've yeah, yeah, but I was I was surprised. I didn't realize that there was a, they had rebooted all that and uh surprised to 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 hear about that. But yeah, I going back to this, I totally for I don't know why. I thought there was another kid in that role of Roy. because uh, it's just been a while since I've seen heavyweights. But yeah, I forgot he was uh in this. Uh real quick though, at any point in your life, because I'm pretty sure you had this same haircut. Did Pat? Did you ever base a haircut off the character Pat in this movie? Because I'm pretty sure you had a very similar haircut as him at one point in time. I had a a bowl cut, but I do remember watching this movie. I was like, man, why would you have that haircut? The one he had at the age that he was, whatever it was. It made him look so much older than he was. Yeah, but even just like the part that he had, I feel like he it had was a, weird. I feel like you had your hair with a part like that one time. I was like, man, Pat was watching Heavyweights. He's like, wow, this guy's name is Pat. My name is Pat. I need hair like this. I just need to have this haircut. No, I don't think I ever made that distinction. And like, yeah, let's do this. No, I I had a bowl cut. That was like the closest to that haircut that I ever had for sure. Or maybe like <laughs> mid growing my hair out long, but I never got my hair cut in that way that he did. No way. I'd are you the bowl, the bowl cut was the closest one? After watching this movie, though, are you gonna like start modeling your life after him? Yeah, I'm only gonna work during the summer. <laughs> um, at a fat camp. <laughs> That's why I want to know what else did this guy do when he wasn't at the summer camp? <laughs> I don't, I don't Bro, know. What did man. anybody do? New, nurse Julie, she's only a nurse at the camp. Uh, you know, some camps, you know, maybe they have off season like duties well, and I guess financial things to do, but they're not like counselors and stuff. What's up? What's up? With, what's up with Julie? I guess Julie was a school nurse because she's off during the summer, so she maybe she got a job at the summer camp. Yeah, I just I just assumed that too. And she said she was only working at the the. Uh, I mean, she was the new nurse. So this was like her first, her first year. year yeah. yeah. But like somebody like uh, Pat and Tim, these. Uh, Tim worked you know, there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, when you when you when you watch any camp movies, like them. Uh, the camp counselors are usually teenagers. Yeah, they're usually like what sixteen, seventeen. Or thirty-five-year-olds playing sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. Well, like what I mean, summer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about actual camp counselors. Are supposed well, to yeah. Like uh, other than teens, other than maybe meatballs, which I don't know what age Bill Murray's character was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was younger when he there was like an early Bill Murray movie, so I really don't know like if he was supposed to be like a twenty-some twenty-something, you know, like camp counselor or something. Which I guess could be reasonable-ish. What about uh, Wet Hot American Summer, the new series? How old are they supposed to be in that? I think they mentioned a lot of times like 14, 15. Oh, well, when they made when they made the first one, they're supposed to be like 16. And they're well, not. Well, the series, I think they, they, right. they make well, it a big The series trip. is the, well, there's two parts of the series because there's the 10 years later, then there's the first day at camp. Uh, so it's the first day from the, from the same year as the movie. Yeah. So they're supposed to be like 16. 
because yeah, like they mentioned 40, like 50. in in the movie uh the character coop mentions something about being 16 years old uh-huh <laughs> yeah. uh but as uh, real quick though since we're on the topic of camp movies and we'll we'll discuss which we feel is better at camp uh this movie or camp nowhere but uh does anybody here have a f- particular favorite camp movie a summer camp movie um i don't know i mean what had american summer <laughs> that's probably mine it's pretty great i i'm also trying to kind of put in my head you know friday the 13th a lot of those take place at summer camp as well at least yeah. the, the first two are at a, uh, a summer camp yeah those would be my choices for summer um, camp movies though the second one isn't it like a weird like they're opening a camp and it's like a counselor's retreat Maybe. Yeah, it's, I mean, whatever. Weird, what? uh, I get the like idea. How do you build yeah. a fucking They're like business around that? Prepping for like, yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird counselor's retreat thing because it's like a tons of counselors. The first one, they're prepping the camp to reopen. So it's like whatever. But the other one is like a lot of counselors. The second one. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Ernest saves camp or Ernest goes to camp. Sorry, Ernest goes to camp. That's like a, one yeah, of that's the a best. That's one. Uh, like summer camp movies. Meatballs is great too. The the first one. I've never seen Meatballs. Uh, there's like four Meatball movies. It's very odd. Are they all Bill Murray movies? No. The second one. What's his there's... involvement with the first one? Did he write it or anything? Um. Uh, I mean, he's in it, and he is the camp counselor, kind of like the slacker camp counselor guy. Um, no, I don't, he didn't write it, but I just, maybe the relationship with Ivan Reitman, yeah. something with there, or Harold Ramis wrote it too. Yeah. So like you got those, all those guys and they just were like, you know, threw Bill Murray into a movie. Um, uh, Meatballs part two is really weird because they end up finding the kids that are in the camp. They end up finding like an alien. <laughs> Oh, and this like the, the whole movie revolves around this like really weird looking alien. I mean, that they have to deal with. Uh, that kind of makes the, sense. It's very you know, odd. Back in the day, like the what late seventies, what most of the eighties, they just piggyback off of so many movies like that. Yeah, and, and they just get fucking obscure and. <laughs> And actually, Meatballs, Meatballs 3 is one that I remember watching because it's so bizarre. And uh, I really wanted to watch it for this podcast, but you, like, it's like something you can't find like anywhere. But here's literally, this is literally the plot of Meatballs 3. Meatballs 3 called Meatballs 3 Summer Job. When porn star Roxy Dujereau is denied entrance into the afterlife, she is given one last chance to help some poor soul on Earth. She finds Rudy Gardner, played by Patrick Dempsey, working at a summer camp or summer river resort. Roxy is given the task of helping Rudy lose his virginity in order to be allowed <laughs> into the afterlife. Why did she just fuck him? Why? Isn't that, wor- isn't that <laughs> worth it? <laughs> Movie's over. There you go. That's and then, ridiculous. And but the the character of Rudy Gardner, uh, who played played by Patrick Dempsey in this film, is actually the main like kid character in the first movie really yeah there's like a kid there's a kid named rudy in the first movie okay. uh not played by patrick dempsey at the time but they like tried to work in some weird continuity of like remember the kid rudy <laughs> like from the first movie 
it's like a weird but yeah what a weird what a bizarre movie right like this this porn star is trying to get into the afterlife and she has to help some kid at a summer camp get laid well that's just like this was somebody's this was somebody just wrote their little fantasy (laughs) and then they they slapped the name meatballs on it that's what happened like oh we got this property and then they threw it out in the fucking theater that's weird yeah, and then there was a there was a, there was one more meatballs. There's a fourth one, and that one had Corey Feldman in it. Uh, so it's like '92 Corey Feldman, right around the time of probably Dream or Dream a Little Dream and stuff like that. Right when he was getting real heavy into the Michael Jackson stuff. Uh, this is him as like a water ski instructor. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then obviously there's like a winner take all competition, uh, water ski competition at some point in the movie. <laughs> Because why not, right? That sounds that's that's right up there with that kind of like spiel, you know, like the uh, how many how many um, ski resort movies are there from back in the day? Oh yeah, like like yeah, Ski School and Hot Dog the movie and yeah, uh, I, I mean, Skin was cool. What's like the yeah. parody with Zach Galifianakis? That one. Out cold. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Dave Keckner, he's also in it. He's like the bar- crazy bartender guy. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, actually that was ju- a few years after Dream a Little Dream. Now that I mentioned, that was a bizarre movie we watched for the podcast. I you should check that one out, Pat. That's a that was a good one. The first one is the second one, not so much. Yeah, but the first Dream a Little Dream is a is a weird like it wasn't time travel right nick it was like inner body like the old man that died like a vision inside the yeah he possessed basically possesses uh, someone else and they live too they and they're joined he's like possessing people yeah it's like really bizarre a teen a teen movie but it's like yeah this like old man possessing this like Corey Feldman's character. It's like really bizarre. It's a really weird movie, but it's actually, it was actually pretty good. The second one is like, they have sunglasses they can put on and like, I'm okay with it. I'm (laughs) fine with it. You're fine. Not remembering what it was about. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, no, I'm fine with what it was. That's fine. What was it? They they didn't try and redo the movie. It was weird. You're allowed. You can like control people or get inside their brains or do some, weird mind control shit or something with these glasses on or you're able to yeah like if somebody has the glasses on and you have the glasses you can control them or something yeah that's, that's what, what it was. i remember yeah, that's what it was yeah it, but i just remember it was one of those ones we watched where it's doesn't have like there's no like no ending like it just ends like it just like uh, there's like a climax and it's like yeah the movie has an ending the climax is off screen and like why did that happen because <laughs> like imagine pat imagine a movie reaching a peak and you're like oh shit and then it just cuts away and it's like well we fixed that problem it's like what do you mean you fixed that problem? i can't see it i watch awesome. an hour and a half of this shit yeah, here's, show the, me this? here's the police arresting people and doing everything and it's like oh well no nothing um you know i don't know how we get back to heavyweights here but you know what was really weird when those kids are uh like bringing in all those snacks Okay, uh, I want to talk about this too. <laughs> <laughs> that one kid has like salami strapped to his back, and it, if he was like went on a, on a plane or even on a bus or whatever, how he got there, that imagine how gross and nasty idol. that salami was. Dude, they didn't give a shit. They licked chocolate off that one kid's body 
It was so gross. <laughs> yeah, they they pushed him on the bed and just started like a like what a yeah, weird dude. scene that is. A bunch they of ass, kids they assaulted that kid. And that one kid Sims, he had like candy bars like a bomb vest underneath, like like a dynamite, like like if you're watching a movie and a terrorist slipped up their shirt and they had dynamite around their chat, around their stomach. That's what he had, but they were candy bars instead. It was just so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean. People are fat, but they're not that fat. That's just crazy. They had so much to. So, you know what they had? They had fucking gas station deli meat and candy. That was all the stuff they brought. <laughs> yeah, it's those, really, yeah. Yeah, really, okay, <laughs> occasional potato chips. Yeah, why wasn't why wasn't heavyweights? Why wasn't just this movie just called Gluttony? Yeah, I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> and even the villain. Even the villain, well, he's twisted and he's he's screwed up in his own. He's got his own issues going on. He just <laughs> want, and he wants to, yeah, he's a maniac. But like, and he wants to make his own profit and do his own thing. But he also wants like his goal is to, like make these kids thinner. He's got he's malicious behind it. It's really he doesn't care. He just wants to sell a product. But like the bad guys trying to make these guys fit, and the good guys are just hoarding candy, like you said, terrorists. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. <laughs> um. Yeah, because yeah. Tony's a bad guy. But yeah, Tony's an like, awful guy, and, and yeah, he's the, not good. He's a little crazy. And, and Tony Perkis, he is. When you watch the movie Dodgeball, that character yes, he, is. He's is that character. It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is 100. percent I was thinking that the entire time. Yeah, from Tony Perkis, like without a doubt, like pulling. It's the same. The well, energy, the energy from Tony forever. Perkis. Like I, I can make another movie from this character. Oh yeah, because like because yeah, Tony just scratches the surface of this mania. Yeah, and he's fantastic. He's fantastic as Tony. Oh, he's really good. He's really good. And who else is fa- also fantastic in this movie is his dad, is Jerry Stiller. He's in that one little oh, yeah. scene. He is fantastic. Don't people sign your checks, kids. <laughs> yes. yes. He comes back to the mic to yell, don't never let anyone, let everyone sign your checks. Well, that, that was his mom what was the situation going on there? Who was signing his checks and just blowing all their money? He gave his accountant permission to sign checks, I guess, and they fucking embezzled money. That's all I could think. Yeah, some sort of weird craziness is going on there. Oh, that was a bummer. But still good. It was good to see old Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. He was, he's, he, I mean, he's fantastic in everything he's in. But, uh, and then also Ben Stiller's mom. It was yep, the, that was his mom, yeah. Was, oh, as well. Who, they were both on, um... Uh, King of Queens as well. They both were on there. Oh, who does she play on there? She played, um, I believe, was Doug's mom. So, I oh, thought. Oh, really? Oh, that's uh, funny. She either played that or like, oh no, no, no. She played Patton Oswalt's character's mom, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were always trying to hook her up with Jerry Stiller's character, and she like he like hated her. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I'm pretty sure his character Spence. That's uh, I'm pretty sure that's there. Like in some like later seasons of that show, there are literally episodes where it's just like Jerry Stiller and Pat Oswald. Like, like that's the episode. Like that's the oh, that's awesome. a story of the episode. <laughs> it's just those two. Um, uh, but yeah, and then we were talking about Lars before. That guy is out of control. Uh. He was like with his deviated septum. He had a lot. He was like oversharing. Very weird. Also, if he didn't keep this job as a camp counselor at a fat camp, he's gonna get deported. Yeah, visas were different then. Visas were different. I guess I'm gonna go to Visas's America for three months to teach fat kids not to be fat. What? He got a sweet gig just to come to America and hang out at a summer camp, and then he got to hang out in America. 
Yeah, uh, and he, I think he, he was escaping prosecution. That's what yeah, I and he, what he just fuck? he just he's wanted not that old. He's not that old. He what, just wanted what was to he doing. He just wanted to have fun. Probably was, harboring a criminal. He, he was very. He was able to. <laughs> he was able to. You know, he wanted to like. He wanted to get obviously get with Nurse Julie. Uh, oh, it yeah. didn't happen for him. Uh, but you know, he was all about the buddy system. Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> what about? <laughs> What about at the dance when he's wearing the fucking turtleneck underneath oh the button-up flannel shirt? At the dance when he was, anytime he was dancing, and the whistle. it was fantastic. When he was dancing, it was fantastic. Oh, he was all about it. Why? Did you notice all the songs they were playing at the dance were all like very sexual? None of them were yeah. like, there was no, you could play a lot of songs for a dance, like all sorts of different, but they were all like sexual songs. Even when like that girl walked across the room to fucking uh, ask where the bathroom was, they played like the that like hot dame song that you'd see in like an old PI flick. It was really weird. I was like, what is this? This fucking little girl. You're making I, I, her all sexualized. I can tell you though, I still have love machine stuck in my head from. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Tim was on top of it in his fucking leisure suit. Oh yeah, man. They're fucking getting down. That was another thing too. One of Tim's outfits in the beginning, when they get off the bus, he's wearing like that tiny little football outfit and the cutoff jean shorts and then like a pair of boots. It's like a pair of Timberlands. It's <laughs> He's a cool guy. It's seriously <laughs> straight out of uh, What Out American Summer, right? That was like, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. they watched this movie and saw that, that outfit and were like, okay, we need to have that in the somebody has to wear this outfit then he's telling the kids how nice of an ass he's got and we're like what the fuck yeah, yeah because he's because he's all off. fit because he used to be fat because he used to be a fat kid and now he's, he's uh he's oh, been, skinny, he's he's been skinny probably for so long well yeah I don't know. but, but again how old was joke, he supposed right? to be because he said he'd only be been old. going to the camp he said he'd only years. been going to the camp for like four or five years so i'm gonna guess he's 22 at the oldest yeah, but I think his character's probably supposed to be like 16, like 17 or 18 years old. There's no so? way that kid is supposed to be 18 years old. I couldn't That's imagine. a grown so adult he, man. Even why 22 was, he there was a crazy ago? stretch. And why was he there four years ago? Just as a counselor? I don't, I, no, he went there. I no, because he, he was in the fat camp as a fat kid, I think. Yeah, he was a later. He was a fat kid in his later kid stages. Later kid stages. Yeah, what sure. is that? You mean adult? <laughs> <laughs> no, later kid stages is like late teens. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. 18 did you? Did you uh, 18 is then you're an adult. That's, I mean, that would him, be a young adult. For him to play an 18 year old kid. at that point. Um, did, you guys, did you guys notice uh, when they, there was that scene where it's Tony and Josh and they're kind of going at it and uh, he's the, like the Seymour Butts thing that they're, it's totally dubbed over? Oh, is it the ADR? Oh, like nobody's mouths matched. That's weird. And it's because the original, what they originally put in there was not Seymour Butts. Yeah, what was it? It says, so what he says is, he's saying Peter Fitz. So then and then Tony says, who is Peter Fitz? And Josh says, anyone's Peter Fitz if you push it hard enough. What? That's the original line for a Disney movie? Yeah, there's obviously a reason why they dubbed it. Also, <laughs> it's it. a rape joke. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? Wow, wow, Judd, calm down, buddy. <laughs> That's a weird. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. Any, anyone's Peter Fitz if you push hard enough. How did you even find that? I can't even believe that information is in the fucking ether. What the fuck? I mean, this movie did. This movie. This movie wanted to be 
a more riskier film. It really oh, yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Real well, hard. So it's just because the production company that he was under is pretty much it. Well, I mean, he was right. If you're writing it for Disney, it's not going to be. But like you could tell like the undertones are like, oh, he wants to be. They want to go with this one. They want to just make it eventually what his movies would become. Yeah. Well, freaking Lars is asking uh, Nurse Julie for like a weird sexual massage later. When he has the I, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I got a lot of questions. Deep tissue massage, massage on his sciatic his, nerve. Sci- yeah, sciatic nerve. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of getting, getting a little too coming out a little too hard there to to nurse Julie. Yeah, well, it didn't work, so that's good. No, it didn't work. She fell in love with Pat and Patty. And don't you? I, I wonder. I need to watch some of those deleted scenes. There has to be more like scenes where there's like a little bit more like story for those two, right? How about for everyone? Think so. Because it yeah. seems like everybody's story is just paper thin. I mean, I was just like nothing. It's just oh, saying bullet points other than the kids the kids are i mean but that's right that's why right that's the kids are the main focus it's a kids movie yeah but the, even the kids. kids are just like right i mean they're there but everything i don't know i was kind of thinking how long does summer camp last it's not all three months of, of summer is it it's like six it can weeks, be maybe um i think maybe some can be. i think most were like a month i don't i went to a boy scout or a cub scout camp one time but it was only like a couple weeks yeah, Cub Scouts yeah. ones. The, you know, those are only a week or so. Yeah, it was like usually. maybe like two weeks. I mean, I think most. I mean, it was Which not thank God ever. because week is a fucking long <laughs> enough of that shit. Yeah, right. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave me alone. So yeah, I, what is this and, nonsense? And I even remember one one of the Cub Scout ones was like my mom like picked me up and or we were like dropped me off at like a bus and the bus took us there and then dropped us back off at the end of the day. Like thing. Like we didn't stay there. I was like, you know, those every are day different. you did that for a while. What's up? Every day you did that for a while or just like the one day? No, it was like every day for like a week or so or something yeah. like that. But it was like a cub. It was like a scout related one, but the one was like a, where you stayed over and then the other one was like, almost like just like a day camp. Yeah. Uh, but, but scout related or whatever uh you know what was also a random you know we're talking about cameos before uh peter berg is that is the chef at the the cafeteria peter berg is he's in a bunch of movies and stuff but he directs a ton of movies now too and uh i thought that was really random like just a weird cameo like what uh why when do they show him they show him when he's schlepping food at the one point when yeah, he's writing I mean, the letter to his grandma? It, no, it's when Josh uh, is taken away, when he is sent away. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I heard about Josh. That's rough stuff or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, or he's like, yeah, I heard they kill her. So he says something weird like that. It's like a really bizarre. No, he but... just goes, he's dead. He goes, he's dead. Yeah, he, say, yeah, he says he's dead. Yeah, he's like, I heard <laughs> he they goes, he goes, he's dead. dead. Yeah, oh, that, was, that made me laugh. Yeah, it's such a weird, like, random... Because at the time, he, I mean, Peter Berg was in quite a few... He was in a, a number of movies and things like that uh, at the time. Uh, and just weird. Just like this, like... How did he end up as an uncredited chef in this movie? It's such a, such a bizarre, random little... little cameo and like and it's also funny because like as far as judd apatow goes and sandler and all those guys like i don't think he peterberg's ever been in any of their movies i don't think yeah so i don't know what the relationship was there or 
or Ben Stiller even. I don't think they think there's another movie where Ben Stiller and Peter Berg are in the same movie or a Peter Berg movie that where he directed it and he, any of them are in it. So it's just a weird like little little thing there. Um, yeah, he had been in stuff for a while too before that. So, yeah. but you know, we didn't we haven't really talked too much about uh, Tony and how absurd he is. I mean, the guy canceled lunch due to lack of focus. I mean, I mean that guy. That guy's a child abuser. He it, it, when he first like makes his introduction, he he makes a statement that that this is his first time interacting with children. <laughs> so you decided to buy a fat camp, like and you've never even talked to a kid until you fucking introduce yourself to the actual campers. That sounds like a good right. idea. Right, and I mean, he's depriving these kids of food so much so where they went and killed a cow. Yeah, they were gonna murder that cow. They went to go eat a eat a live cow. Yeah, they, they didn't actually kill the cow. They were chasing it with weapons. They we did not see what weapons. happened afterwards. So that's you want to see where they just ripped this cow apart? Yes. <laughs> they just ate it raw like a bunch of zombies. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I mean. What else were they gonna do with it? Cook it over a fire? What about the there's cow a... runs away and they just don't eat it? There's a point in time where they're uh, after. The, I think it's after they are gaining weight. There's a shakedown, and he finds out that they have all the candy stored away in their bed in their uh, cabin. He has a candy detector. He has that laser pen. Do you see that? And it's like beeping to detect candy and like the posts of the bed. What the hell is that? That's amazing. That's not when the. That's not when he finds out they're gaining weight. That's just the one. Yeah, that's just the one kid who used to be a camp counselor. He rats on them and tells them uh, where the candy is. But then he ends up just turning. He ends up realizing that this is not a good good idea, and yeah, he ends he up didn't even, he didn't even like he, him. He ends up being the one that stores the candy for him out in the woods. I didn't understand. You know what? Maybe he's just fucking trying to keep it cool so he can make some money off those poor kids. Yeah, I think it was. I think he was. Yeah, right. He came to camp and he thought it was going to be like the way Pat and everybody thought it was going to be, and then he gets told, "Oh no, it's being bought out," and so you either need to. You know, go with the program, or you need to suffer like everybody else. And he decided to go with the program until he realized the program is fucked up. What else has that actor been in? He's been in. Uh, he's stuff. in Rookie of the Year. He plays his friend. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely recognizable. Yeah, but he only had the one line I think about taking the camp back from Tony. Is that who he says that to? Uh, yeah, he, he had a line like, later in the movie. Yeah, he only had like a couple lines. Yeah. Uh, but the other one is like where he says like, oh, I used to be a, I, I used to be a camper here or in Chipmunk Bunk, the Chipmunk Bunk like last year, or two years ago or something. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, back to, you know, Tony, he the man, he's just a psychopath. He's just uh, talking to himself. Little Tony. Yeah, that was uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> when he has this freak out where the kids are like gaining weight when they he finds out that they've been like, you know, like sneaking all the food and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just uh he he does he has an insane workout where he's like yelling at that log. He's like, yeah, does he yell? Yeah. What's he call it naughty log. Devil log. Come on, devil log. And he picks it up over his head. Yeah, Why that he... seems. Yeah, that seemed like that was he just saw a log there and just went for it and they kept yeah. that in the film. Why devil log? Yeah. What did that log do? He's to him? like, ah, devil log, come here, you. What? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, and. uh... And then he was, you know, like his, he clearly saw that everything was failing pretty hard. So he's just cutting kids' heads out on and putting them onto skinny kids' bodies. Yeah, that was weird. That weird propaganda poster he had <laughs> of Jerry. So it has fat face, but then his skinny little malnourished yeah, body. Yeah, had, had all the kids <laughs> with their little skinny bodies. 
Also, and uh, why did they just why did faces. he just use that kid that he actually had on his shoulders? The skinny kid that was on the shoulders. Why schlep fucking Jerry's head on because there? Because the because Jerry and them were gonna be in the video. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so he needed to use. Though when they showed the video for Camp Hell, most of those kids were not in the movie. No. No, it was like kids. It was like other kids. kids. The only kid that was in it that was in the movie was Goldberg from Mighty Ducks in his Mm -hmm. scenes. But the other scenes in the Camp Hell video where he's yelling at those kids where they're running were kids that were not in the movie. Like there were just other fat kids, which I mean, there could be other fat kids at the camp. But you, you would have thought that they would abuse the kids that are the main focus of the movie for that tape. Yeah. It was, like, weird. It was, like, the, it was a weird, like, on the day they filmed that part, they didn't have those kids, like, they filmed it afterwards or something or, you know, after the fact. And they didn't have those kids available anymore to film it or something. That could have been it. What about when um when they went on that twenty mile hike, which twenty miles is out of control, especially for those kids <laughs> yeah. well, through yeah. the fucking mountains? What the hell? Yeah, uh, some of the kids were just like dying, and he even says well, like he to left leave that him. one kid to die. He left him there to die, and well, they fucking had to carry him. Yeah, he said leave him. He leave said him. just <laughs> he, he left a fucking kid to die in the mountains. What a psycho! Uh, he not only leaves a kid to die in the mountains, he assaults one of the kids. He assaults Goldberg after he puts his ass in his face. He I might literally, have to, though. <laughs> yeah, but he literally assaults a child. Goldberg's fucking balls and ass. And what about when he's on the edge of that cliff and he jumps onto that branch like a fucking maniac? That was, that was horrifying. That was awesome. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I love when he gets down off of it. They don't show it. And you just hear like a flipping noise. It goes. Whoosh. Yes, that was great. <laughs> That that happens. Did that happen a second time later? No, maybe. Yeah, not. Well, I think when he flipped out down off the window, they don't show. Yeah, okay, flip and you just hear yeah. it. And you hear, you hear and you it. see him land. Yeah, yep. they use like that the same sound effect. Scenes. He becomes a fucking gymnast all of a sudden. He's flying through the air, doing backflips through glass. Yeah, when when he did the when he did the flip though off the top of the thing when he lands he did do he did say like ow he was like ah oh. oh yeah when he got out of the window yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah when he got ow. when he landed he realized like maybe that's not a, a good idea he's uh, been locked up in a fucking cell for a while yeah those kids they one they, they trick him into falling down that hole and then they lock him into that like abandoned shed where with like uh, electric fence mm. mechanism that they put together it's so out of control they kidnap this man. Uh, which yeah, I love. At what point did they become the bad guys? <laughs> at that point, where they kidnap him and right? lock him up. It's like, well, it's yikes! Like, they committed a crime. Pat and Tim are like, you can't do this, and Tim's like, you piece up. They give the they give people the chair for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they do that, Tim. Hey, right. I don't think so. And Kidnapped but Julie's all about it. She's like, yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna. Yes, right off the bat, she had no fucking because well, Julie was before. already. Julie was already sick of this whole situation from the beginning, so she's like, fuck everyone here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's she just was the most qualified to, like, determine whether or not those kids were being abused. Yeah, she's like, I she think was, this is abuse. Like, yeah. yeah. She's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and, yeah, and everybody else was just taking it, taking the abuse, including Pat, because he was just like, now he's a janitor. Yeah, he did. Fucking, it's just the fucking lot we have to live as Pats. <laughs> no matter what we do. <laughs> He's weed whacking he and yeah, he, yeah. He was just the janitor. He just got turned into the janitor. They fucking uh, out in the middle of the fucking woods to rake leaves. Whatever sense that made. 
because he was still on payroll and uh, for some reason they just couldn't let him go so they just decided to keep him around and let him rake leaves for the summer i guess uh but you know what when they had that little uh, little cell for tony little you know in the shed they i love how they had like this whole little password system uh <laughs> pass, password being yankee doodle <laughs> Yes. Which is something I haven't thought about in forever. I even went on Wikipedia to look up the origin about Yankee Doodle. Really? Yankee Yankee Doodle is a good thing. Isn't Yankee Doodle like a famous uh, Yankee Doodle Man? Isn't that a famous movie from back in the day? Um, maybe. Possibly. I think it's like in the AFI Top 100. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. It was um, earlier. Ver- yeah, but it was interesting just to see about like uh, – you know, from the American Revolution, and but it date apparently it date. There's earlier versions that date before the Seven Years' War and the American Revolution. Yeah, was there any racist shit in Yankee Doodle? Um, no, there wasn't. I was just, I was mainly just wondering what the why the term macaroni was used in there, but uh, is because macaroni wig is an example of uh, some like dandy fashion, and that's why when he puts a feather in his hat and he calls it macaroni, it's like, oh look, I'm a fancy person now. Oh, I always thought it was yeah. like. I just thought of the macaroni, the fucking noodle. Yes, yeah. so did I. When you're a kid, why else would you think of anything else? And of yeah. course, Yankee Doodle. Of course, dandy. That's not a. That's not a great term. You little, you know, Yankee Doodle dandy. Yeah, Yankee Doodle dandy. That reminds. That makes me think of uh, Cabin Boy when he the little. Yes, dandies. little dandy lad, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> One of the greatest fucking bits ever. I love that. I was yeah. just thinking about that a couple days ago. Weird. <laughs> it's just a great bit in a movie. It is. It's also a weird movie just to think about in general. The whole entire <laughs> well, movie. not that movie, just that bit I was thinking oh. of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just a very oh, yeah. bizarre, weird, weird, bizarre movie. I mean, it's up there. Uh, Tim Burton like was like produced that movie. Well, you can tell. Or his <laughs> production really... com- his production company had like something to do with it or whatever. Just over the course uh, of the movie, it just kind of like gets weirder and weirder. But yeah, I just I was like, oh, I wonder what the deal is with Yankee Doodles. Uh, so I looked up the uh, the 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 history, the origin of Yankee Doodle. Actually, whenever I think of Yankee Doodle, I always think of Full House. There was an episode of Full House with that one kid that was like Michelle's friend, and he was like dressed in like red, white, and blue and singing Yankee Doodle. And I don't know, that's just always my go-to when I hear think of Yankee Doodle. That's strange. Very strange. I agree. Very strange. Uh, but yeah, uh, just like, you know, very strange, just like uh, Tony Perkins. He's a strange guy. He yep. uh, And I also love that his dad, uh, uh, Tony Sr., there was play, also played by Ben Stiller. Yep. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I am. Did you, did, you didn't even know. In Starsky and Hutch, the, he does at a one point, like he, that, yeah. he does a character just like at the, the end. That, What's yeah. the name of that character? It's it's when they're like at that like uh they're at that like uh auction like a gala or something is that yeah. what it is what yeah. is the character he does he talks I don't like even this. yeah uh, but he talks just it? like that yeah but did you guys watch the whole movie did you guys stay for the end of the credits yes yeah I did not all the way at the end no I yeah I watched the whole thing there's yeah. there's, a, there's a scene at like the big there credits yeah yeah what was with that weird scene. Well, what I mean, I think his father disowned him. I don't know. Yeah, he's just trying to make a living, right? Yeah, he's selling yeah, here, fucking here, spiritual here, beads. Yeah, those crystals and putting them in a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, that's what his new he, life. He's a scammer. What did he say he called him? Like, uh, so weird. 
such a weird scene. Yeah. Spiritually, spiritual enhancement stones or something like that. Yeah. I mean, sure, we'll go with that. But yeah, that's the idea. Out of a briefcase, door to door. Oh boy, that's yeah. a life. Yeah, this wait, isn't, this isn't your normal. Guy have? Yeah, it's not your normal door to door spiritual jewel salesman. These are special. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, these are special crystals. Yeah, like the you know people still do that though. Like get crystals and think like crystals are like healing and. Uh, oh, yeah, I got some in today. It's, yeah, it's like the same thing I with those like es- in. those like essential oils. Yeah, like the I same thing. I bought a thing. bunch. I got some oils too. I just I rubbed. Isn't them it funny that like these essential oils are like a thing? But like literally, what they call people like they do their snake oil salesmen. <laughs> literally, yeah. It's right. like it's the same. <laughs> what are we some doing? Some things here? stay the same. The times change, but some things stay the same. Yeah, yeah. The crystals. That's those are, uh, more, those are more popular right now than I think they have been in a while. The yeah, oils are the crystals. Yeah, bold, people are gra- bold, people uh, are people are grasping at straws. They're in the same kind of category. Same uh-huh. kind of. Uh, Culture likes them. Yeah. yeah, the crystals. I always think of uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Remember, he has the sure. he gets those crystals to like do time travel. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. They're, they'll be just as effective for time travel. Yeah, <laughs> those. Yeah, those essential oils. That's like drinking taurine. Doesn't even do anything for you. Yeah, you just rub What's it. That? There's a there's a lady where I used to work. There was a lady who like would always put it on for like things, and she would. She like swore it was like helping her like with something. It was like literally she's like this is just all in your head. Like I'm glad it's help. I'm glad it's helping yeah. you, but like if this isn't helping you, like this, you know what this just, is. Your I mean, brain is helping you. That's a result of a failing medical system. When people have like medical anxiety issues and they buy a crystal and they feel better because they believe it actually gets their anxiety down. And if it well, works, then it works. But like that's just your anxiety. It's a mental. You need some help. I'm sure there's plenty like, of people too that are like, "Oh, I'll put this essential oil all over me, and I can't get COVID-19." I'm sure. I'm 100 percent sure there are. There's probably well, yeah. Well, what you gotta do is you gotta, so they don't get it. Well, you gotta dip the crystal in the bleach and then inject it in your skin. You put the silver halide crystal up your butt. It'll keep you immune from uh, COVID. What you do is you put 12 <laughs> crystals in one of those 5G hats and you wear it for 12 hours a day. 5G hat. I got the 5G. Scarf. What are those? What are those 5G hats? Just a tinfoil hat. That's no, man, they, a, that's exactly they're EMF. They, they, yeah, they black out electromagnetic fields. <laughs> and the stronger ones counteract 5G. You gotta get some top-notch shit for that. I bet they do. I bet they do. Who's yeah, the yeah. fucking... You know what? The person that's selling those has gotta be some just asshole like any of us. I mean... And it's just like, oh, I can take advantage of these dopes. Don't yeah, next... Me. Next... Uh, cotton, next a cotton scarf. That's all it is. Whenever, whenever craft shows are allowed to exist again, where people can interact and like just buy random goods people made, you gotta buy a bunch of like dollar stocking caps. Just put a fucking tinfoil inside and say this will help you with electromagnetic fields. Oh, dude, we'll make a bundle. I uh, yeah, because it'll yeah. cost a dollar fifty to make. We'll charge twenty five dollars a piece. Yeah. Uh, here, here you'll be safe from five Gs now. Oh, here's a special mask that if you put the foil in the mask, it prevents against COVID nineteen. Oh shit! I didn't even think of that. Putting foil in there. Fuck. Fuck, dude. I got right? foil in my masks. You know what you could also do? Right? You could just you could just dress as like a Native American and run a decathlon. No, nope. why not? Don't do that. Nope. Don't do that. Bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know why what, is too? it called? Why is it called? Why is that race? We're talking. Anyone not paying attention? We're talking about the movie now. What was? <laughs> why was um? Why was it called? Why was the race called that? But the MVP is just dressed up like ancient Greeks. Why did they have I, that choice? I don't know. Was, it was like sense. the Olympics. That was my. That yeah, was my it was like guess. the Apache relay, 
But why was it even called the Apache Relay? Because Camp Hope it's America Camp, and it's racist. But can't like I can understand if it was like something like okay, so in Sleepaway Camp, right? The camp is called Camp Arawak. That sounds like a, like an Indian right like name. It's, it's meant to. It's a white person's Indian name, right? Right. But at least it sounds like you know what I mean. It's something oh, themed like that. So like having an Apache rally would be a relay or whatever would be like okay. Still, at this camp, it's still weird. It's still like whatever. But it's like it makes sense because the camp is themed this. So this is the theme of the camp. But like this camp is Camp Hope, and it has just, nothing to do with any sort of Native American anything. And it's just, it's just very just, weird. I just think a lot of those camps back in the day had like, quote unquote, Native American activities, which they fucking weren't. Oh yeah, you know? they, they, they all did. Like yeah, I remember, the, I remember at scout camp, we made these like leather, like we like made these leather like necklace things with beads, stuff. and it was like a thing like that. We we yeah. did. Oh, I, I remember it. Leather working, yeah. I remember, I remember it. Well, it's, all, it's all it's all building, pioneer. it's all it's amazing america wants to embrace that history now and like teepees. it's just like you know basically as, as soon as they managed to move all the native americans out of there they started embracing this forest woodland lifestyle these are how the natives lived but you know if you kept them around you could ask them these questions and maybe they would have worked with you if you weren't such fucking assholes about it but and it's then a, they would have been like no that was bullshit we never did any of this crap yeah what are you talking about <laughs> But it also makes me think of another movie we watched, Nick. That was a Disney movie, Man of the House, where that scout group was Still bad man. But, and, but, but the, yeah, but then we, we, me and Nick had looked up that that scout thing that they do in the movie is actually based off of a real, like, basically the Boy Scouts, but it wasn't Boy Scouts. It was called, I yeah, can't remember the name of it, but it was basically Still bad. Not same good. kind of thing where it was like the instead of the kids dressing in the scout uniforms they would dress in these like native american garb like, um, not like fully but just like pony, slightly like they did in the movie. native american garbs like that yeah i will really tell you ha- half acid i was watching terrible what was the name of the relay apache relay what was it called yeah, yeah real apache, tough apache yeah, relay. Real, not a good apache name relay. um one of those kids had a headdress that I know I owned as a kid. I was like, I saw it. I was like, Ooh, that's not good. I think they had a noisemaker or something too. I don't know. I don't even know what it would be. It was like a, a little hand drum. I had one of those too. Yeah. How about the Apache relay where one, during one of the relays, when they introduced these trivia questions to kind of even out the physical um, shortcomings of the fat kids that they asked you five vice presidents during the Apache relay. But the thing is, not even not even just like about the correlation between those things. What kid is gonna know five vice presidents? Yeah, twelve year old kids, none. I don't know. Oh man, this kids they got it. Come one on, kid only need Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. Well, he's an idiot. Dan Quayle. Just think about just think, what you do is you but think Dan about Quill, Dan Quayle was irrelevant. That's why how he knew it. Think yeah. about the presidents who got shot and then someone took over. So immediately, oh Lincoln died. Who came after Johnson? Done. JFK died. Oh, LBJ done. And then, fuck. I mean, you got George W. Bush. He was president. He was vice president before he was president. There's four, five. We're already there. Yeah, but those kids aren't thinking about that. They're in summertime, and they're not even supposed to be doing school stuff. They're summtime, dude. Learning is a, is a lifetime adventure. Yeah, learning <laughs> yeah, is a lifetime you, adventure. You don't realize that until fucking another ten years after that. Not what you're ten you are. worried about learning eating s'mores. Well, or rubbing sure. s'mores all put, over your body, like put Tim. Twinkies on pizza. 
Yeah, just being a maniac around a bonfire, eating yeah, the, Tim, all the worst combinations of food you could ever think of. Tim really, yeah, I mean, they weren't that day. Tim, Tim had a real low point in his life. There. Yeah, he he was a he was a human s'more. He was yeah, passed he, out Tim like re- the rest of them. Yeah, Tim relapsed. The one kid had the one kid had uh, chunky peanut butter on his face. But like, there can you like imagine? What the fuck was that? I don't know. But can you just imagine eating that much sugar and then just like having a sugar pass out on the front? Like you're not drunk, you psycho. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, a joke, that's what they were alluding to. They were all yeah. drunk. Yeah, but it's like that's the joke, food. obviously. But I'm just thinking this. The it, it's like if this was a real thing that had happened, how insane that would be. That's what makes it funny. Yeah, I guess like, like walk into that scene, a bunch of kids just pounding a bunch of junk food, <laughs> going crazy, <laughs> and then passing. Oh, it, it was probably one of the best days ever on set for some of the for all those kids. Oh yeah. The uh, I do kind of like though, like that this movie it has the whole like ending with Tony and everything like that, but then it has like the like redemption part with like the race still. Like it doesn't just end. It, it yeah. could just ended with Tony, but it yeah. doesn't just end with Tony. It has like okay, here's a little extra like 15 minutes of like redemption for these kids to actually be able to show you how they uh, enjoy their summer and everything like that you know because they, they they kind of do turn the camp around to make it a, a, a not necessarily like a fully lose weight thing but like a healthy thing like we're gonna we're still gonna have fun but we're gonna be healthy when doing it uh-huh. so it's kind of nice that the, the, the they turned it around uh, well, especially the with the, the, the like, of fat. the rest of the movie the message is like just let fat kids be fat that's not that's not a great message that's why i'm like who's the bad guy here yeah, they're well. <laughs> like be they're fat. They can be fat, but they can also be healthy. They can also exercise. Yeah, but I mean, for the rest of the movie before that, it was oh, yeah. not. It was not enforcing that idea at all. No, yeah, no, it, was it was like the uh, fat kids are cool. Yeah, yeah gluttony. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Gluttonous. <laughs> also, real quick before we get before we finish, uh, when they were throwing that big bonfire, eating all that food, they had all those delivery people come. And there were like different ethnicity of people like delivering it, and they were all dressed in like different ethnic garb uh, as to what food they were delivering. There was like a like a guy, like a possibly like Middle Eastern guy with a big like uh, head wrap of some sort. Head wrap on, and then there was, was like, like a, was it an oversized turban? I didn't notice. Yeah, that. it was like really like huge, and he had like a big gown on, and yeah, it was like all of, like every ethnic person that was bringing food was like in an ethnic garb. It was like it was like real quick, but it was like whoa, what's going on here? It's kind of a weird little observation. Uh, yeah, also, a little, little too much. Another observation that's a little too much uh, was the guy from the MVP MVP camp. He was naked under his robe. Did they Why? allude to that? When he jumped into the water after the trophy, his thing went up, and you saw his butt. Oh, I didn't notice that part. Cause that's a that's a far shot, isn't it? Cause he's running down the hill. No, it's like he they show they have they show the water and they show him jump in front of the camera and like you see his butt. I guess. I was like, what are they do just naked underneath his uh, toga? <laughs> yeah, it's togas. You know, we're closer underneath. The yeah, toga. I know, but like he didn't need to be doing that around all those kids being naked under there. He wanted to be authentic, dude. He was teaching them a fucking history lesson. Yeah, they had their authentic Native American garbs, and he was an authentic Greek man. He was like, listen, kids, oh, Socrates never wore underpants, so I'm not going to either. That's yeah, how, deal how with you it. Know. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it's just. If you see my balls, then, you see my balls. Yeah. You have to just deal with it. Even back then, they knew that stuff was like, you just. But progress I mean, like is, progress it, is slow. Yeah, it's but really it's in, it's in other it's in the other some other camp. I mean, even even think of yeah, Adam's, no Adam's family values. They put on the little play, right? 
and everything yeah. and uh so you know yeah but you could almost you could almost because like the adams family the outcasts they're the good guys so wednesday being forced to be a part of that is almost like a is almost like a commentary on on what's going well because wednesday even talks about it i mean she, she talks about the, yeah, yeah she throws it out there she, she takes yeah, she over does. the whole fucking yeah. camp because of that yeah yeah so it's like oh shit so that's a whole that, point that's like a plot that's like commenting on how this is terrible right that was when a way better come version out? of yeah how it, they like 90 90 what year 90 what three four and family, family values values yeah, was probably like a 93 so before this movie yeah, it was was so like by 1993 we could have intelligent like parody conversations about why this is fucking horrible and we're still just gonna do it okay different movie though too like they the same earth were a little they were a little smarter about it i'm just saying the people that wrote it i mean that's a more i don't want to say intelligent movie. it was just no it is it no it it absolutely is heavyweights is not an intelligent film pat i hate to break it to you oh yeah that's true i'm gonna say (laughs) you know what i mean like both those adams family the first two are more like intelligent films they they're, are. Absolutely. They're based off of like silly fucking undead aristocrats. They're good. Yeah. I mean, the whole history behind those cartoons is fun too. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Ugh, that's and one universe that I really wish would expand. Yeah, love, when the animated movie came out, I almost bought a whole collection. I didn't Adam's do it. Family. I like, love the. I love those first right. two movies. I love the, the the new one, the animated one. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Cartoons brought to life. That's just basically how the illustrations looked. It was pretty cool. And I love the uh, the animated series. I enjoyed the uh, animated yep. series of Adam's Family as well. Um, but if I was gonna rate heavyweights, I'd give it uh, give it an eight eight out of ten candy bars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give it a six. Uh, I'll give it a seven. It was better than like, I thought it was gonna be. But kind of want to give it a five crazy. just because. I mean, it didn't doesn't didn't do anything for the me. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have nostalgia for it, so it's uh that that plays part into it. But it's still just yeah, a fun. Know. It's just a fun movie. Still, yeah, it's just a fluff film that I didn't. You know, I was like, oh well, I saw that. It's still it's still as a fun. As a thirty-five year old man with no nostalgia toward it, I'm like, well, I guess I watched that. <laughs> I think part of it was last week too. You kind of alluded that it might kind of suck because we couldn't remember. You kind of alluded like, oh, maybe this movie. To the heavyweights would suck. I remember you, you it being great. I think you alluded to like, like oh, this movie maybe isn't as good as we remember it being. I was like, oh, I just said, I, I just said I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't yeah. know how well it holds up. So, but I remember yeah. it being enjoyable. No, I think I think I remember you're like Nick. You're gonna think it's trash, and I was like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some people that do think it's trash. One person, yeah, I don't think it's trash. I just think it's one, a fluff, one person on IMDb who gave it a one out of ten says this movie is idiotic. Uh, says although we can all agree that Ben Stiller is one of the greatest stars of our time, I didn't get a good impression of him early on due to this film and flirting with disaster. Heavyweights is worthless. Another story of Jeez. cool kids taking on an evil adult. Well, what else could it be? Seeing as it uh, as to how it comes from Disney, uh, to add insult to injury, this movie seems to promote obes- obesity. They stack the whole <laughs> thing with flatulence it's when there's true. nothing else to do and play everything so that we know exactly what is going to happen. Absolutely dreadful. There's no need to watch something s- as stupid as this when there's so many good movies out there. There are a good couple of fart jokes in there, that's for sure. There's n- oh, 
I mean, don't it's, talk it's a, about it's it. It's a Disney's kids movie from the nineties. Like, what do you expect it to be? It's not going to be fucking yeah, something I won't enjoy. Something yeah. I won't enjoy. No, I, back then I was like boring. Something you will enjoy. It's great. This other person says incredibly stupid. This was simply one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was recommended by a now former friend. <laughs> what? It ruined a friendship? This movie? What? <laughs> Wait, is that what happened? The plot was clearly slapped together by three zombies from The Walking Dead or C-list Damon Affleck non-sexual couple and made about as much sense as Ron Paul. (laughs) The we can do anything even though we're fat message was ham-handed at best and as blunt as Sarah Palin on a particularly stupid day. The dialogue was wooden which makes sense because so were the actors. I literally couldn't see the forest for the trees. It's sort it's the sort of movie that makes you pray for the for a forest fire or for Jason Voorhees to show up and put a stop to this nonsense. That's the only ending that could have improved this movie. Mass slaughter starting with the writers. I'm stunned at how bad it is in all honesty. I can't I can't imagine how it got made. I really can't. The voiceover narration of the kid's letter home to grandma was filled with lines like, together we can do anything, and we all love ourselves now, yet they feel that way after doing absolutely nothing to earn that confidence except promise to lead healthier lives after a night of binging. I laughed only because I I can't believe that someone read this script and said, yes, avoid this movie. It's not an enjoyable mess, just a mess. On a brighter note, it is an epic triumph for writers and producers lacking talent, grace, and apparently basic intelligence. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wow. Now I see why that friendship ended. Now now I understand. Yeah, who ended it? Yeah. Uh, it was definitely the guy that recommended Heavyweights, not the kid that fucking reviewed it. Yeah, he's like, we're done. Yeah, that was what in, two, that was fuck, in two, 2013. Ugh. Just a French friendship. Wow, it was 2013, ended. and you know, they still the insisted the on they still insisted on busting out the Sarah Palin and Ron Paul jokes, huh? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I thought I thought it'd be like 2007, 2008. Oh no, 2013, okay. halfway through Obama's term. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was one of the stranger reviews I've ever heard. Was, <laughs> I mean, I didn't disagree. I didn't. I didn't disagree at some of those points. To be honest with you, some of those points were not wrong. They <laughs> no, that's really, true. They were just really offended by the the fact that they existed. The way they articulated a lot of the stuff was just kind of weird, though. <laughs> oh, they put thought into it. Yeah, I wonder how. I wonder how healthy this person's life is now. Uh, I'm gonna say not as healthy as it was before. They're definitely probably a little more uh, isolated than they ha- I, they should be. I wonder if this person wants to buy a 5G hat. <laughs> I don't know, man. They want uh, want to buy five fucking AR-15s instead. Uh, <laughs> That's where I think they're going. Uh, Boy. Whew. Yeah, so those are, those are some folks that don't, uh, don't enjoy heavyweights, but I know it definitely has a, a little cult following of its own. Uh, definitely uh, over the years. But another movie that does as well is its twin film uh, that we're going to watch for next week's episode of the podcast, which is Camp Nowhere, starring Christopher Lloyd. Hell yeah. Came out right around the same time, and uh, we'll see see how... What does he do? Who's that? He's the camp counselor. Camp counselor? No, but like, who's Christopher Lloyd? What's he doing? Oh, boy. Nick will not be in next week's episode. 
Um, so it'll be just me and Corey. I oh, just um, learn about these actors I've never heard of. Christopher Lloyd, he's in that movie, uh, The Page Master, with Macaulay Culkin. That's where you know him from. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah, he's he's one of the books. Or no, he's the librarian. Sorry, he's the librarian. Gotcha. And, um, and yeah, so. He, he uh, didn't go to the future or anything, did he? No, he never, never. Okay, I didn't think future. so. I was confused uh, with a different film then. Yep, different just, just, the page, just the Page Master. That's it. That's the only other movie. Camp Nowhere and Page Master. That's it. You know, I said <laughs> it was just going to be me and Corey in the next episode, but I guess it's just going to be Nick and Corey in the next episode. <laughs> Why? I'm not, if I'm not going to be Why? here, I'm going to be here. How yeah, dare well. you? How dare you? What? <laughs> How dare us? How dare us for, for besmarching the career of Christopher Lloyd? Oh, no, he was, in the, he was in that Tremors TV show. I remember that. That's is he in the Tremors TV show? He is, is he though. Yeah, fuck he with was. me? Yeah, no, okay. he was for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. That poor, that poor show. Aired out of order at random time slots. They kill it before it even had a chance to live. Oh, it's a good boy. show, though, if you watch it in order. What was it on? <laughs> Sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, well, you know what? I knew it yeah. was going to be on sci-fi. Yeah, they destroyed it real good. How is that still a network? They mismanaged so much stuff. It doesn't make any sense. Because things they produce, the things they show aren't that expensive, so they just sell ads. That's my uh, guess. He played the character boots. Dr. Cletus Puffenberger for three episodes. He's important, though. Yeah, I, I know he is. I've seen the show. Yeah, it's only, I mean, this, this it's only like nine episodes. It's not very long. Who wrote that name? Cletus Puffenberger. <laughs> Anyways, that's a that's a distraction. But Christopher Lloyd, of course, will be fun to see. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd from Suburban Commando. That's uh, a. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, next week on the podcast, we're gonna we're gonna see which is better, which is better, heavyweights or Camp Nowhere, and that's uh, it's also available on Disney Plus. Can so I vote? Can, can I vote neither? Is that neither? No, you got to vote for one or the other when it comes nah, down. When it comes down to it next week. I don't you like you vote. trying to take away my freedoms. You gotta vote. Well, that's your vote. Your vote is one or the other. That's the freedom you get. Nope, that's not my freedom. Talk to the that's, Constitution. Nope, no, there, is no, there, there is no there is no right in ballot. In the BMB Constitution, that's not part of it. Yeah, that's not part of it. Um, so for the BMB B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah, I'm Nick. That's Nick. That's I'm me. sometimes Pat. Sometimes friend of the show, Pat. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best.